Whoop, whoop, whoop. Welcome to Take Me to Coffee. This is a mentorship podcast for the digital age. For the doers, the builders, the people who are making things from the ground up. From movie stars to blog writers to Instagram creators, in this day and age, we have something to learn from everyone. Andrew and I know that the best part of a coffee date is getting personal with someone who has been down the road before you. So this podcast is your weekly chance to pick the brains of some super smart people. You're going to soak up a whole lot of inspiration along the way. Hello, friends. It is Jessica, your intrepid co-host, coming to you on this very lovely January 7th. How were your holidays? Were they good? Did you enjoy your New Year? Did you enjoy your Hanukkah, your Christmas? Lots of family? I feel like I'm channeling Mark Marin right now. <laughs> but seriously, how were your holidays? You may notice that it is just me. I am without my dear friend Andrew Call, and that is because he just closed a two-year run of Hamilton in Chicago and is taking the week off a very well-deserved rest. He's going to do a little traveling, see his lovely wife before he has to get back to the grind. So it's just me today. It's all right. We'll handle it. This is a very special bonus episode, you guys. We are trying to do a bonus episode every 10 episodes or so since we're not doing real seasons. And for this one, we hunted down the original inspiration for this podcast. If you've been listening, you've probably heard us tell bits and pieces of the story of how the idea for Take Me to Coffee came to fruition. But today, we're giving you the whole deal. This is a story about an incredible actor and playwright, Scott Meese, who you're going to hear on the episode. He was my waiter and I was having dinner one night in New York City. He asked me to coffee and it all snowballed from there. And now he's got to play off Broadway. So I know you're going to really enjoy this story. And I know there is a lot to learn from it because this guy is the epitome of building something himself, getting the people around him to help him support and see his dream realized. And I, for one, cannot wait to see his new play, Abnormal, this January in New York City at Theater Row. I hope you'll join me. We'll put uh, some links to tickets in the show notes. But until then, please enjoy this very special bonus episode of Take Me to Coffee with Scott Meese. Meesey. Meesey. Uh, like Reese. I was literally like, I have no idea how to pronounce Scott's last name. Just what I tell people in auditions, like, who are you, Scott Mice? And I'm like, yeah, Meesey. So it's like, it's like the plural of the plural of mice. Or yeah, moose. Not, oh, you're good. Earlier I'm going to start using that. We had like a whole conversation on the podcast about how moose plural should be called meese. meese. And then it's the plural of the plural is Meesey. Oh, there we go. Boom. <laughs> so that's like four. So, there, and that's me. I'm a yeah. gaggle of mooses. <laughs> gang or a band now i want to know like you have a murder of crows right so that's a group of crows is a murder what's a gang of meese moose meese it's a exactly is it what 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 are those i'm looking up right now i'm gonna look it up right now too because i don't trust you i don't trust you there's (laughs) there's a twitter account called moose gang official oh i know this is what happens scott on our podcast we're like oh let's learn about that Hey. Oh, it's just a herd. And nothing yeah. about that. Oh, so oh. What a letdown. What a oh. letdown. You know what's not a letdown? On the first page of search results, when you're looking for the plural, like what a bunch of moose are, there is a Business Insider article from 2013 about a gang of alcoholic moose terrorizing a Swedish homeowner. Oh, oh wow. A gang of <laughs> alcoholic <laughs> moose alcoholic. badgering uh-huh. a Swedish homeowner. Yeah, so apparently in the fall, ripe fruit Mm -hmm. falls to the ground and ferments, giving even a giant moose enough alcohol to get a good buzz on. 
And so oh, then there was a mob geez. of the boozed up moose, four adults and one calf, <laughs> they took their kid out drinking, uh-huh. who terrorized a local homeowner after he refused to let them into his garden. Wow. Yeah, I feel like the, the drinking age in Sweden is definitely around 14 or 15, right? So oh, I have no idea. Is that true? You should be good. Yeah, I think and it's in, younger. In yeah. moose years, yeah, in moose years, it's got to be, you know, like dog years, right? So <laughs> maybe that child was yeah. like, maybe that calf was already of age. <laughs> Well, I guess we have our cold open for this episode. <laughs> you the get to, Scott, the guest, the guest never gets to be in the cold open. So Ooh, this exciting. is really Ooh. special. <laughs> Making it. All right. So to business, yeah. here's the deal. A few weeks ago, I had a friend who was asking me how the podcast was going. Mm-hmm. I, you know, told him what was going on and all the things that were happening. He's like, Jesus, this like went from zero to 60 in no time. And I was like, that's hilarious. No, it didn't. <laughs> in fact... <laughs> This idea has been percolating in some form or another for like two and a half years. And I wrote a whole blog about it. I went back through my emails and like looked at dates and all uh-huh. of this stuff for all the things that happened. So I told my producer and Andrew, I was like, uh, why don't we do a bonus episode with the person who inspired this entire idea? Like I said, two and a half years ago or whatever, almost three yeah. now and find out more of that story. So here you are, oh Scott Meesey, yeah. playwright actor it's so crazy amazing I, human being i forget like that that really was so long ago like it was a really long time ago mm. i want to hear your version of the story because i often tell this story to people yeah but like i want to correlate data here and well, see what who, i'm telling well, who, wrong who introduced us i was i went to dinner at your restaurant oh my god that's right i left you my card Okay, there we go. Yep. We'll see. I forgot that part of the story already. So there we go. <laughs> but no, but yeah. And then we, we got coffee and you were like, like spit the idea and you were like, how great would it be to like sit down with artists like this? But like, it's difficult, obviously. Wait, where is everyone? I'm in New York. New York. I'm in Chicago. Chicago. And Emily's in, are you in New York? She's in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brooklyn. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> Brooklyn. Also in New York. <laughs> No, no. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Brooklyn's not really New York, though. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm Excuse totally... me. <laughs> Depends on where you live. It could be fucking BFE as far as I'm concerned. There you go. If you're coming from Washington Heights, I mean, Brooklyn seems like it's in another continent. That's true. I used to live up there. Um, but yeah, I figure like how great would it be to like get together with artists and like be able to talk to them about their projects and stuff and getting people from all over. And like the easiest way to do that would be this, having this online podcast, but have coffee. <laughs> This is crazy. Yes. Okay, so let's pedal backwards. First of all, I have a question for you. So, Andrew, I went to dinner with someone you know, Michael Malden yep. and Ashley Davenport uh-huh. at Beko de Baco, right? Is that what it's called, the restaurant? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're mm. from Cleveland. And so I think that's how we even got talking beyond the dinner, right? You overheard them talking about Cleveland. So, like, oh, my first sure. question for yeah. you is, have you since or had you ever before mm. been like, hi, person I don't know, but we have a lot in common. I'd love to go to coffee if you had time. Yes and no. I mean, there's a couple people, especially like the restaurant, like it's such a, I don't want to say like hip, but chill. Mm-hmm. Like the people that kind of come in are you know, very open-minded. And so they're having a couple people. I'm like, hey, like, you know, we should grab a drink sometime. Or, I mean, honestly, that's how my boyfriend and I even met. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I would say yes, like 100%. And then here we are three years later. So boom. That's amazing because I feel like I never knew that I could do that. Do you know what I mean? Andrew, yeah. did you ever do anything like that? I don't, I don't do that. You know I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have this podcast because I, I don't talk to anyone, but I'm interested in talking to everyone. Sure. 
So it was kind of a pivoted idea from another idea. So now that yeah. we've come up with this, and she's like, I want to take people to coffee. I was like, I never ask anybody to You're coffee. No way. But it's, a, it's not like I, not for lack of want. I'm just not really like that kind of a social guy who's like, hey, can I pick your brain for a little bit? I, I conversate in a different way and I like kind of pick up information like a spy would pick up information. <laughs> I like that. I like that. By watching, listening, <laughs> and so then true. also being like, hey, if I have a question, <laughs> then that's why I'm the wild card on this podcast because I'm just watching and listening, waiting for my moment to strike. <laughs> like maybe an anaconda or something like you know since we're talking about the wild kingdom today I was like, you're, you're the tiger you're the tiger you're just gonna pounce yeah, in there gonna pounce at one point you're gonna be like what the fuck did that come out of nowhere that guy's that guy's talking i love that the interesting thing i think the actual first iteration for like the idea of the show called take me to coffee which was not a podcast in its original form was that i found myself thinking after we met at that dinner fuck i am so busy yeah. i have a hard time carving time out for my like old friends oh totally you know what i mean and i get asked to coffee all the time i was really like thinking about why i was like i'm going to coffee with scott mm. even though i didn't know you you know what i mean and i think it was just because you were so ballsy but mm. in a smart way like it wasn't inserting yourself into our conversation you found a thing yeah. that we all had in common and then whenever Michael told you what I did, you were working yeah. on a play at the time, yeah. which we'll talk about in a second. And I had produced a bunch of my own work. And so the way in which you asked mm. me to coffee or the reason why was so smart that I was like, all right, definitely taking Hell time yeah. to go do this. And when we got talking at coffee, I think I mentioned like, it's frustrating because sure. I want to go to coffee with anyone who asks me and I just simply don't have the time, oh, which no, I, I mean, imagine you're starting to run into yourself now. I love that you bring that up. I mean, I love how you guys set all this stuff up, you know, when you're like, all right, schedule the appointment. I'm like, it <laughs> is so hard to have that time to sit down and like my best friend, Allie, we try to get coffee once a week and that is the most difficult task. You know what I mean? So I totally get you there. <laughs> Especially to set up a recurring date, like once yeah, a week, if it's yeah. a coffee once a month, that's yeah. a different story. But like right. people with busy lifestyles, you know, especially people who work in the industries that we work in, you find yourself being like, man, I'm hustling all day. Like what? Yeah. You're like, you're like I don't want to go drink coffee at 8.30 PM, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what happens, well, what I have found happen in my life, especially since I met you in the last couple of years, is you're juggling younger folks who want to take you to coffee for mentorship, sure. right? Your job is literally to go have coffee <laughs> with as many people as possible in order to get your entrepreneurial endeavors up and as well as being an actor and a director, right? It's yeah. all about knowing everybody, cultivating relationship. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're looking through your fucking schedule in a week and you're like, well, I'm having... 17 coffees this week. <laughs> right, but my caffeine consumption is through the fucking roof right now. I'm a complete addict. You're like, I'm wide awake. How do I have the time? <laughs> no joke. Yesterday, I had such a crazy day. I had had so many coffees by five o'clock and I had two more hours to kill between things that I was like, I can't go to another coffee shop. It's like, I went to Panera, you guys. They do have good bread. <laughs> it was delicious. Anyway, we met at a restaurant. We we're like, let's go to coffee. And so let's talk a little bit about what we talked about at that coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I was like asking about doing an event for the play. And like you were giving me advice on that like, to do like kind of like a fundraiser sit down dinner thing. So you had written a play. Tell everybody a little bit about that. Yeah. So at that point, I had like written the show. I had finally just kind of like edited it into like a full length piece. And then we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Kind of like the next thing we were thinking was like, was like, well, we need money. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up doing a Kickstarter after we talked. Nice. How'd that go? Uh, it went well. I mean, it was stressful as fuck, but mm -hmm. you know, I did $12,000, which was a little ballsy. Did you raise it all? We did. We did. That's amazing. Thanks. Um, I would probably not do Kickstarter again, only because you don't get the money if you don't get it. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, right. there was like four days left and we were at like 11 grand. 
I mean, so I had like the money set aside. I was like, I'm going to put my own money in and then, you know, I'll get it back if we don't make it. Right. But then luckily I made some calls and some people from back in Ohio, right at the theater, they were like, oh my God, yeah, like we want to help you. And I was like, thank you. But yeah, but I was, well, I don't even remember exactly. What did we all we talk about that day? I think you, I think that was it. I think you were like trying to figure out how the play was mm-hmm. going to get off the ground. Yeah. And I remember I mentioned, because your play, correct me if I'm wrong, has like a mental health aspect yes, to it, yeah. correct? Yeah. Schizophrenia. Yeah. yeah. And so I always am like, if you can pair or partner with a community uh, organization, because then they bring audience in, right, to see your thing. And it's a way when you're bootstrapping to not have to have so much capital and to like get access to people that are not already in your circles. Sure. And Thank you, because you did more than that. So this was, I did a reading, like an industry invited reading in October 2017. And you had mentioned that. So I reached out to a schizophrenic foundation in Queens to this woman, and then she ended up donating a lot of money and then came and sold her merch. She is schizophrenic. And she has this like schizophrenic foundation. She uh-huh. came and like sold her t-shirts at the event, like a schizophrenic clothing line. And then that was like a whole nother world of people, which was amazing. So yes. So thank yes! you. I forgot about that. See, it's so, it's so crazy. <laughs> well, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in the schizophrenic clothing line. Yeah. Her name is Michelle. <laughs> I haven't talked to her in years either. I'm actually more more into the textiles. Like, is it actually, and I don't mean to poke fun at it. I'm, I'm actually honestly asking like, is it phrases of like something about, you know what I mean? Or is it, this is the way that I think. And you're like looking at like different people on a shirt or something. And you're like, which one today? And then it's, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. I remember there was like a couple tank tops and they had like smeared images type things, oh, like okay. a collage almost. And it's like what a schizophrenic person would see. That was the premise oh, of it. Cool. Oh, interesting. All right. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I don't know if she's still in business or not, but plug her schizophrenic NYC, you know, <laughs> show notes. Hey. But yeah, no, it was it was really interesting and it was cool because I sent her the script early on that I had at that point. And I was like, hey, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to like, you know, bring a little light to schizophrenia. Like, can you tell me like what you think? And she was like, oh, this is great. And like, she was totally on board. So I was like, okay, cool. And that was like the first person I had run the play by that actually had the mental health disorder. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is good. You know, we're doing good here, shedding the light on this. So did you have a personal connection to that? Did you just do a bunch of research? Was there any particular reason you decided to tackle that challenge through your play? Sure. Um, people have asked me this before and I love it. So I actually, I wrote the play for myself mm. when I was in college because I wanted a role that was different. I was always playing mm. the leading man type, you know, like guy falls in love with girl, breaks up, mm-hmm. gets back together with girl. And I was like, okay, I want to write something difficult. And I was doing like this scene study in acting class. Where you had to have like an impediment every time we would do like a scene. Our teacher would be like, okay, your left leg's broken. You know what I mean? Oh, that Meisner shit right oh, there. Oh, exactly. They're bringing that in. And I was like, okay, I can roll with this. So I want to write like a character that has a disability. So at first it just started as a young kid talking to an imaginary friend, but I was 21 at the time. So I was like, he's 21. Like we got to, you know, that's not exactly believable. At, you know what I mean? I mean Maybe all imaginary <laughs> friends. I don't sure. know. 40 and I still talk to people. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> the secrets. So I was like, okay. So this character's talking to his imaginary friend and that's how it kind of got born into schizophrenia. Like that character was the voice of schizophrenia that the character was hearing. And I don't I don't have any personal tie to schizophrenia. Um, I mean, I'm a very pro advocate of mental health. I always share too my favorite one of my favorite plays is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime about the kid with autism. Oh, that's such a great play. It's yeah. it's so great. And I remember reading that book in high school and I was like, I love this book. And then they turned it into mm. a play and I was like, 
thank God this is amazing on stage. <laughs> okay, so then we had coffee. You did mm. that with that organization, which Emily just messaged us is still around. Oh, amazing. She says they're on IG and they have almost 20,000 followers. Schizophrenic.nyc, which I'll put in the show notes, everyone. Great. Oh, they're going to be so excited. Okay, so then what happened after that? Like, I just want to know a little more about what happened after we met. Yeah, so we met, and then I ended up doing that reading I was mentioning in, that was, I think that was 2017, October 2017. And we had about, like, 55-ish people there, like, friends, invited, like, industry people. And I was like, okay, well, we're not done. Like, it went really well. What are we going to do next? Mm-hmm. The following February, I shot a teaser trailer. The goal was like, all right, we're going to shoot this 30-second advertisement almost to kind of get more people excited. And we wanted it to be able to, you know, we're going to do a show eventually. Like, we're going to put, like, mount this thing and, like, this will be great. So, you're, like, basically building a brand kind, kind of, yeah, right? kind of. Like, over a course of time. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Um, but I was like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, then some, like, the producers and, like, the people, like, on the production team I had were like, let's do some pre-production days. That summer, we rented out All Chemical Studios down by... It's like on 14th Street. Mm. Oh, so beautiful. Shout out. Shout out. There. All comes the I love too. this. So we did like pre-production days there and we're like, okay, let's hit the ground running. And then that September, we did our first production. And it was just a weekend. So we had like a week and a half of rehearsal and then the three days of production. That went when we sold out right away. And so we're like, great. We're on to something here. So we started gearing up. We know the next thing we want to do is to go off Broadway. And the first thing was, I was like, all right, when can we get theater row like that was kind of always in the back of the mind i was like i want to perform there mm. obviously you're right in 42nd it's a reputable off-broadway house it's like let's be there so this was like a year ago and i was like when do you guys have available what can we do and they're like january 2020 and i was like great that's so far off let's do it yes, and then yes. from there we just started planning you know at this point we'd almost gone through that whole kickstarter in between like shooting the teaser the production paying everybody so we kind of we, we got some new producers on this off-broadway production i have i think there's nine of them in total wow and who's we oh, i gotta ask real quick you say we got some new producers so who's like that so i have i have three producers uh tessa Fay, kevin martinez and david lambert were mm-hmm. the three that i want to say that part of like the initial they were part of that september production at all chemical studios mm-hmm. and then since then i got doug anning kirk eisenhower sarah Baum, john Baum, sean arani and who else uh chelsea stavis of stavis film wow. people that you know we all kind of had a connection in some way or another that have been brought on to work on the project we are doing a similar run as we did last time. So we're doing a week of rehearsal at Theater Row, three days of tech, and then four performances in January. Mm-hmm. And then the goal after this will honestly to be, I mean, what I see is doing a open-ended run, hopefully in the fall, at least a couple weeks, a couple months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, there's so many things I love about this. But if you're listening, a couple things. What I love is sort of the parallel, interestingly enough, of what you've done with this play since we met. And also like the take me to coffee idea. Same thing. If you're listening and you've got something you want to make, here's my takeaways from what you just said. Be strong in your vision for what it is you want. Be flexible in handling whatever comes at you over a period of time and be malleable in terms of like how you're going to go about getting your vision. And third, don't stop. Just don't stop. Even if something, if the thing isn't happening in the same way you thought it was going to happen at any given moment, always, always be looking, listening, moving forward on it. Even if you don't have a big fucking plan that you know exactly. 
I, I love that. I mean, I think if you believe in even like the same with your podcast, I mean, you believe you're like, this is what I want to do. And then you just figure out how to do it. And I think like there's space for any project that you have like that. You know what I mean? As long as you just keep trudging along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my case, you put yourself in a room full of people <laughs> who know everything else. And then you just sit here and you listen to fucking amazing people like yourself talk about cool shit. The thing, the, this is the thing. It's like, it's Andrew awesome. says that all the time. And I do. But the truth is, like, maybe you don't have the, you don't do the same kind of work that Scott and I do. But, like, also, I have never in my entire life booked a hammy two year job. Truth. You know, on Broadway. Like, I don't have the capability or skill set for that in my own context and ways. So, like, I don't know. I just, think it's worth mentioning because you've mentioned it a couple times like we all just know how to do a thing you know what i mean exactly right but that's kind of filling into this is like you know how to do your thing yeah. do your thing and do it really well mm. and commit and have conviction to it for that thing yeah hell yeah and then hell yeah now we've got a play coming in 2020 off broadway like <laughs> here we go let's go just do it just do it do it do me i'm doing me we always say that scott that's our <laughs> That's our that's our coffee. That's our fucking that's our modus operandi. Yeah. Is that gonna be on your that's gonna be your coffee mugs, you know? And oh it is. Hat. Yes, it is. T shirts that just say do me. In that big I'm sorry. Text. Do me. Do me. Do me. Do me. Do me. We do like me. double entendres around here. <laughs> Sometimes triple and quintuple. <laughs> okay, I'm coming back to mentorship and coffee. Here's what's so important about reaching out, even if you don't know what's gonna come of it. Oh, yeah. It's okay if someone says no to you. Sometimes they're going to say mm-hmm. no when you reach out and you say, I'd love your experience, like whatever. That's going to happen. But sometimes they say yes. Yeah. And sometimes, like in this case, you get one good idea out of it that actually starts everything down the road. And now if you track this entire like cause and effect, now we're together on a podcast doing this episode mm-hmm. that will be able to promote your play in 2020, gets us the chance to tell the story of you know how this podcast started and why mentorship is so important to Andrew and I. And then I'm hosting this crazy ass dinner next week for a bunch of social impact people from big, huge companies okay. around how art is a great way to tackle the tough causes and tough stories to tell. And I'm giving them like a resource guide afterwards. And I'm going to put your fucking play on there because duh. Oh my God. Thank you. Holy shit. That's so cool. Yes. Oh my God. And, and like, why wouldn't I? Because it's perfect. I mean, I can't believe I didn't think of it already, but I did now. So it's fine. So this is why, right? Like just be good at what you do. Be strong in your vision. Try to find intersections with people you don't know and don't be too worried about, you know, the outcome of that because sometimes it really pays off. You gave me the idea for a podcast and I helped you with a couple of things. It's great. I love that. That's that's so serendipitous, truly. I know. So super quick running back to take me to coffee because I feel like we've told this story in pieces and parts. So when Scott and I met, I was like talking about how I didn't have time to go to coffee with everyone, but I wished I could. So then we were kind of talking about mm. like a Facebook live show on Fridays, Ooh, right? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. you could donate the price of a cup of coffee to, you know, a charity that I enjoyed to like jump on a Facebook live. And as I like continued to contemplate it, I was like, this is a good idea, but it's not good enough. Like I have so much going on and I don't exactly know how it really, really sails as an idea. So I'm going to yeah. table this idea. And so I totally tabled Take okay. Me to Coffee, but then I started thinking about a podcast which is when I got a hold of Andrew. And Andrew, you want to tell a little bit about that original podcast that we were working on? Yeah. So, so we got together and started drinking, which is where most of our great <laughs> ideas come true. from, is our shared love of alcohol <laughs> and imbibing. And so Good we're vibes. sitting at the at the House of Brews on 46th Street outside, and we're just sitting there thinking like, oh man, I want to do something. She was talking about the, the etymology of this story. 
and how it all began. And I was like, shit, man, I want to do something too. Like, let's do something. We haven't collaborated in a long fucking time. Like, let's do something. So we sit there for a little bit. And I, I said to myself, I was like, I've been thinking, what, what is that moment in your life that changed everything? That oh, moment cool. that like you, you flip the switch and you go, fuck, man, this is, this is what I want to do. Or this has changed my mind. Like I saw something on TV or I heard something or I read something and I was like, damn, that kind of influenced my whole sphere. What's that moment? What's the intersection of that moment? What is that pivotal moment? And then we made up the name Pivotal Podcast. And then it kind of turned to the pivot because we pivoted from the pivotal <laughs> to the pivot. <laughs> yeah. So we worked like, I don't know, probably six months on like pre-production for the pivot, just like the play. And ultimately, it also sort of didn't make the benchmarks, for, at least for me. It was cool. such a good idea, but it wasn't the right one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how we were going to get traction. All the things that are so important when you're trying to make decisions about which creative projects to pursue at any given moment. And then eventually I was like, oh, what if I take the first idea and the second idea and smoosh them all together? So it's a podcast called Take Me to Coffee. That is Coffee Dates. Boom. So we started working on this back in March. We didn't launch till the end of September. And now our bonus series when we launch Patreon that only Patreon members will get to see is The Pivot. And it's the stories from our guests of the moments that change their lives. Waste not, want not, right? Cool. <laughs> The pivot. Right, exactly. If you got a great idea, why don't you just pivot back to it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. See what I did there? Also, there's a whole podcast called The Pivot, so we lucked out by not trying to compete. It's like an entrepreneurship podcast. <laughs> so basically exactly what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but ours is going to be a bonus episode. You know what's funny is it could be it could be the people that were sitting next to us at the fucking House of Brews because we were fucking smashed by the time we walked out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, we That's got this. So we're true. taking this idea. They'll never know. <laughs> no, they'll never know. They were talking about this. They're never going to fucking remember this because they went through like 15 vodka sodas apiece. <laughs> then it's those people next to us who have this like really successful pivotal pivot <laughs> podcast That's about hilarious. entrepreneurship. <laughs> Jess and Andrew giving away ideas daily. Wait, uh, we should just turn it on its ear. And when you get back to the city, we should just go have drinks and steal other people's ideas. Like now we know that works. Oh, fuck. Can we make a whole podcast of that? That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Yes. Uh, I have a question for you, Scott, on that note. Do you have like a pivotal moment that stands out for you? Like a when you sat down with someone who like gave you information that changed your way of thinking or something that just changed the course or direction of, of your artistic career or life? I do. Okay. So it's like a little morbid. Um, All right. So that reading I was telling you guys about, we did like the industry reading. My buddy Oliver was directing it and I get a call from my mom that she was like, hey, dad's not doing well. He's in the hospital. He ended up having liver cancer and passed away. Mm. So we were literally the in rehearsals for the show like for this reading at that time I, I played the lead character in the play I actually play a different character in the show now but we've been in rehearsal for like a week and a half two weeks and I was like so I gotta go yeah. let's keep this going I was like packing up my bags I was like Oliver can you please find somebody luckily he called like two guys that he knew and got somebody to come do the reading so I think that honestly for me that was my pivot mm. I realized time is short you know what I mean like we don't have a lot of time and like my dad was such a big support of me going to college for theater and always supported what I was doing so I was like I have to do this now like mm -hmm. after that reading I was like what are we gonna do to like get this seen by everybody and like just do it mm -hmm. truly that was my pivot you're in good company Andrew and I have both been through those uh, <laughs> those moments for Definitely. sure <laughs> multiple times and I go through them probably at least twice a day yeah. where yeah. I'm like should I get the milk almond or cows and it is like pivotal every day oh jesus you are the worst god you're so <laughs> awful that was good <laughs> um all right so for everyone listening 
I think I saw that you don't have many tickets left, but where are you doing this? Again, one more time. Sure. When yeah. is it? How they get tickets to a- Abnormal. We Did we even say the name of the play? Oh, a- abnormal. <laughs> abnormal. Abnormal. There we go. Nope. We're killing it. It's we're... like a mystery. They're like, what is it? What are they talking about? We got it. Also, I'm obsessed with your graphic design for the Thank you. The oh, I got a girl, a friend of mine from college did that. Well, good. I'm excited about it. So you're at the you're at the Row NYC, and uh, what theater particularly? Uh, theater Row, uh, the Studio Theater. Studio. Um, okay. January seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, and the seventeenth and eighteenth are sold out. So get tickets for Sunday the nineteenth. There's two performances. Get them while they're hot. Yeah. Do you got anything else in the works? Like you got any other plays that you're thinking about, or you're just trying to really focus on this one? So I have a. So I love Scooby Doo. Hopefully Solid. nobody steals my idea. Um, I have a musical that I've written slowly that's coming off the back burner now. Nice. Then I have a TV sitcom that I'm starting to flush out about a guy who works in a like senior citizen retirement home is kind of like the caretaker. And the sitcom is kind of like him interacting with, you know, kind of like the old folks and, mm-hmm. and like all the debauchery that they, you know, the old people have like in their little retirement home. That's real. But I mean, those are slowly coming off the, the stove, you know, yeah. they're getting a little warm, you know, well, we'll see. I think it's amazing. Like you're ju- really juggling being a writer and an actor at the same oh. time. And I just am so inspired always by what you're doing. And I follow everything mm-hmm. online and watching you all the time. I'm watching you She's all watching. the time. I <laughs> Again, we've we've flipped roles now in the, uh, in the podcast. This is a pivotal moment for me. He's the mature one. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you for coming on the show today, Scott Misi. Thank oh, you, man, man, for coming out here and sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it on this bonus episode of Take Me to Coffee. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you, Jess. And we wish you all the best, man. I can't wait to see what comes off the back burner and pivots to the front burner. I'm going to keep saying pivot. That's not even our podcast. Hey. Small pivots. Little by little. Small pivots. Make big changes. You know what I mean? Ooh. Weird shit Andrew says. There she goes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah, write that in the show notes. Somebody remember that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Got it. That was so exciting to hear everything that Scott's done since we met, because truly, not making this up for like dramatic effect, we have not seen each other since that coffee date almost three years ago. So that was super inspiring. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And that's how a lot of meetings happen in New York City, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of actors are waiters and waitresses and wait people. Um, <laughs> listen, I gotta be PC these days. They, wait, they people. wait people. Oh, I thought you said... They wait people. They wait people like the action was. They wait people. I wish that was the case. You're like, man, You've eaten too much tonight. Let me wait. Wait, people. Go ahead. (laughs) But it's interesting to me that a lot of like connections happen that way. And you know, you hear about that. Like back in the old days, you're like, oh, I was at a restaurant and I like dropped my resume in front of a producer or something. You know, it'd be like an old Mm -hmm. school like Broadway story. It's interesting to me that it still happens, but in a new kind of a newfangled way. It's like you know, taking somebody to coffee or Mm. including the waiter into that. And I think that's like, it's such a, it's a nice thing to know that Mm -hmm. any interaction can happen at any time, and you could get a job or talk to somebody that could get you a job. So. A, don't be an asshole. Yes. B, you never know who you're talking to. C, be open and available all the time to different interactions that could open a door for you in a way that you never expected, at a place that you never expected, you know? That's true. And that's something that I will say is really nice about social media. For instance, when I met Scott, it was before I was really cataloging folks I met. Like now I kind of keep a database and notes because I meet a lot of people and I, I will forget 
but I wasn't doing that when I met Scott. And the fact that we were connected on social media when I was like, oh, duh, we should have Scott on the podcast. I was really easily able to get in touch with him, Mm -hmm. reach back out, say, come and do this thing. We're going to schedule it around your place so you get a little promotion around it. Um, So I definitely would encourage you to use use social media to your advantage to keep those relationships open that Andrew's talking about. It's a great way to do that. Absolutely. And it's so interesting to me, too, that he, you know, actor turned playwright. I say, like, there's like, again, I'm going to go back to this thing of like, there's no one thing you should be doing as an actor or even as an entrepreneur. Like, keep your mind open. And find, you know, my recommendation would be, and I think that Andrew probably concurs, is like, like Scott did, find the people who believe that you can do all those things. If you run into the people who try to tell you there's one way to do it or that you must be one thing or another, those are, in my experience, probably not the folks you want to spend a huge amount of time with because it's confusing and hard to like fight against that. And yeah. uh, basically what we're saying is we believe in you. If you want to be an actor and a writer, this is a story right here of someone who did exactly that, who didn't know how he's going to get it done, but just fucking did it. Right. And that always reminds me of like our episode with Christina Anthony. Mm. And she was like, listen, I fought and I struggled and I do these things for so many years, tens, 15 years in LA. And then now she books this massive show and you're like yep she didn't quit yeah and so this is like just an, another inspiring story and a slew of inspiring stories that we hope to have <laughs> and have had about yeah. people persevering in such a fucking torrid and difficult sea of entertainment business you're so um poetic today so wordsmithy i know i've been reading my keats oh good <laughs> my shawl set. so if you guys enjoyed this episode and are inspired by what scott's doing don't forget to follow him on instagram he's at scott Misi. that's m-i-e-s-s-e which i'll put in the show notes for you and hey i have a challenge for you mm-hmm. scott Misi ended up on our podcast because he asked me to coffee when i was having dinner at his restaurant so go out this week and ask someone to coffee that you don't know maybe it's someone you've seen around on social media that you're really inspired by their work and you have similar interests. Maybe it's someone that you overhear while you're waiting tables or bartending. I don't know what the situation is, but do us a favor and try it this week because if this is any indication, it can really, really work out in your favor and tweet us and tell us about it. We just might bring you onto the podcast to tell us about your coffee date. Head over to Twitter and follow us at TM2C Podcast and ask your questions for our upcoming guests. You can also let us know about someone smart and cool you follow online that we should be able to talk to because we want to talk to all these smart and cool people that you think are smart and cool and that you want to hear on our podcast that's it for this bonus episode of take me to coffee oh what what's what's happening now what's that oh yes now it's your turn one check out new episodes every thursday on your favorite podcasting thingamajig two for special bonus content including being able to see all of our beautiful faces join our coffee club over at patreon www.patreon.com slash tm2c podcast podcast your contribution helps us continue to make this podcast for you with you and completely ad free no one tells us what to do except for donald trump and emily ho our producer right no she's more important than donald trump and she really does tell us what to do <laughs> non-verbally mostly but we understand. <laughs> three don't forget to download these episodes on your favorite podcasting platform And if you would, please leave us a review. It really helps bring up the podcast from the swamp of podcasts. I'll just leave you with that image. You can emerge so that we can emerge like our tax and attray you from the swamp. When you leave a review, it's literally like Bluto going, (laughs) and then all the rocks come up and Take Me to Coffee comes up highest. Exactly. They emerge at the top of that rock mountain. Take Me to Coffee podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jess. We'll see you next week. week.
can you have me?